And I think we also hear from our company members in particular that uh, what they are missing is the peer-to-peer informal contacts, which are difficult sort of to have if you schedule a formal, formal virtual meeting. So I think those things, even though we agree that we should have less of those, I think we need them just also as a human beings, because this is uh, also this enriches you maybe not at the topic level, but also on the personal level as well. Welcome to HPW Insights Over the Counter podcast with me, David Ridley, Senior Editor, Europe. Every two weeks, I'll be speaking with a self-care industry expert or insider about a key issue in the global cosmetics, OTC medicines or dietary supplements markets. In this episode, I catch up with Association of the European Self-Care Industry, ASGP, Director General Jurato Schwarzeiter, to chat about the association's upcoming annual meeting. The 58th annual meeting will be the first since the coronavirus pandemic that will take place in person at the Hotel Melier Castilla in Madrid, Spain from the 7th to the 8th of June. Bringing together more than 300 delegates from the consumer health industry, partner organisations and policymakers, topics will include self-care market trends, regulatory innovations seen during the pandemic, sustainability and advertising. There will also be plenty of time for networking between sessions and at the opening evening, something that has been sorely missed and is a key highlight of the ASGP annual meetings. So uh, it's going to be face-to-face again. Yes, I mean, finally. Last time we saw our members uh, in a meeting, in the sort of central meeting, was 2019 October. So it, it, it feels sort of, you almost feel anxious <laughs> because of, from the excitement. I mean, it's a good anxious yeah. that uh, it's just getting together and seeing face to face after more than two years of video conferencing, back to back meetings. It's really, really exciting. And I think uh, everyone in the team also feels uh, really great about booking our flights to go to Madrid already. And uh, we have a number of committee meetings also that are going to happen around the, the annual meeting. Because I think not only we want to sort of see the company leadership, but those guys that have been working on the technical files that we used to see on a regular basis. I mean, everyone coming together as an industry, it's, it's really great. Mm. So why is it important um, to do face-to-face meetings again, do you think? Uh, yeah, so I think, first of all, it goes back to sort of accountability and commitment that if you know a person and you have that sort of personal connection and you can look at each other's eyes, it's much stronger than, you know, going from one virtual meeting to another. So first of all, is this sort of uh, membership feeling, which I think physically is much stronger than, than virtually. Uh, But also talking about engaging with our uh, stakeholders, uh, notably regulators, uh, also healthcare professionals and others that we work very closely with. So that's going to provide an opportunity also for for actually for them to speak to us and also for those uh, sort of um, offline conversations which we have been missing as well uh, very much. Uh, we also are bringing our partners. So uh, actually, in in 2020, uh, we have sort of signed the partnership with IQVIA, and in in um, in 2021, we just signed another partner, which is Convert Group. So this is also an opportunity to sort of exchange and and see what they have to offer to the membership as well. So I think there are many good reasons why we should actually see each other 
in person, while I think I don't advocate for going back to what it was before, because I think those meetings where you go for one hour to another country uh, do not make sense. But I think those occasional meetings where you come together um, and you discuss topics that matter to, to everyone are very important to be kept in face-to-face -face format. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, some of the practical uh, implications of virtual meetings, I think, are clear, aren't they? I mean, like you say, there's absolutely no need to fly to another country for an afternoon meeting or something like that. You know, everyone can just do it virtually, you know. And I think, you know, just apart from anything else, the, you know, the emphasis on sustainability, I think, is just not um, justifiable, is it, to use all, all that CO2 or whatever to get from country to country. So um, yeah, there's that as well. But then also, you know, the networking, which I think we've all missed in between the sessions and in the evening uh, in the evening events exactly. and I think we also hear from our company members in particular that uh, what they are missing is the peer-to-peer -peer informal contacts which are difficult sort of to have if you schedule a formal <laughs> formal virtual meeting so I think those things even though we agree that we should have less of those I think we need them just also as a human beings because this is uh, also this enriches you maybe not at the topic level, but also on the personal level as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've um, I've found most of all about this industry is it is quite, um, you know, tightly knit. You know, people know each other. You see the same faces and there is a sense of community, isn't there, around, especially around ASGP uh, annual meetings. Certainly, and I think we had... Uh, we had virtual meeting last year, which was well attended, uh, much better than the, when the physical ones that we, we used to have. But to be honest, when we got the feedback, uh, they said that the content was great, but what they were all commenting was that they were missing the, the networking and the discussion between themselves and with those speakers informally, uh, actually in person. So that was something which we all recognize that it's impossible to replicate in the virtual space. Yeah, I think I think it is just impossible. I mean, you can have breakout rooms, you can do all these sorts of things, but it's just not we that We all tried. We yeah. all tried that in two years. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But you just don't have that um, chance meeting, do you? Um, you know, I always remember, I can't remember which year it was, but I sat. I had nowhere to sit at the, at the dinner and I was walking around trying to find a space and then, um, you know, the... The guys at JSMI, the Japanese uh, Industry Association, said, "Come and sit here," and then we just had the best time. You know, really made a great kind of friendship there and, and a great contact ongoing. You know, and that's just complete random chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and we know that also around our meeting, many companies also have informal or formal meetings. Let's say with the partners. It's also an occasion for those, um, let's say, the corporate members of ours. To meet the Spanish affiliates, uh, this is also an opportunity for our Spanish uh, member, NF, uh, to actually bring their members that we have a lot of actually uh, industry in Spain and a lot of actually producing industry in Spain that are not direct members of ASGP, but they are members of a member. Uh, they also have then an opportunity to attend this sort of uh, European gathering and be exposed to some of the European trends that Sometimes, uh, sometimes they start in Brussels or in another capital, but ultimately they they sort of spread in the twenty seven. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's another thing um, that you get, isn't it? Where you have it's hosted in a particular country, and then really that 
industry and the association is profiled uh, as a kind of host. I think that's always quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm super proud of our Spanish members because they, they I mean, they do a lot of uh, incredible things. We will have a session on advertising and they're one of the few that have the self-regulated advertising where they have this uh, NF seal. So actually they grant the seal on behalf of the industry to the, to the advertising of the member or non-member companies. Um, and it's really one of the, let's say, one of the things that many other countries would like to have. So I think there are a lot of things that we also can showcase from Spain to the rest of the membership and great things that we can, we can learn from them. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Counter so far. Just a reminder, you can find all the Farmer Intelligence podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and TuneIn. Please follow our podcasts, share with your friends and colleagues and comment on episodes you like. All of this helps us to be discovered by others and link with more interesting people to talk to. Let's talk a bit about the uh, programme then. Um, so do yeah. you want to just go through... Uh, what people can expect um, to hear at the conference? Yeah, so I think uh, while we were expected that with the end of the pandemic, we were sort of emerging from the health crisis, um, we have to recognize that um, the extraordinary times haven't gone anywhere. We have another crisis situation with a war going on in, in, in Ukraine which definitely, while it's directly uh, a human tragedy, uh, to say the least, but also it has sort of, it destabilizes the whole market. I mean, starting with inflation, uh, the question mark is what is going to be the future of energy in Europe and all of that. So I think we cannot say that we are starting to go back to normal. I think we are still into sort of extraordinary times. So the, the overarching topic for us is, is innovation. And I think um, we see innovation as a response to sort of to the crisis because we have to do things differently. We cannot afford to do what we did before, uh, let's say, before 2019. I mean, that's, that's already something which we have to forget. And we are in those discussions with the regulators, with the other stakeholders, how we can make sure that we have enough of support and incentives to innovate. Mm. So if I can take you quickly through the day, um, so we also have shortened the conference. It's going to be a trial. Uh, while we shortened it, we got exactly the same comments as we just discussed, that uh, people prefer to be away from home for shorter periods for economic reasons and, and, and other reasons. And also, I mean, if you think about CO2 footprint of those events, this is also not... Uh, encouraging. So we are going for one day, which is a trial. Um, we will discuss, first of all, market trends. So we will look into sort of how industry is recovering post-COVID. Uh, we know that we had some bad season uh, with the masks and all of that regarding cough and cold. This is sort of coming back, but also to look at what our other categories growing. Of course, everyone is super interested in what's the future of industry because we see all these uh, demergers from the big pharma companies, which is, of course, uh, sort of we don't know what that means to us. You know, if it's if it's a good thing or maybe it's less good thing. So I think this is also going to be part of the session and discussion in looking what does it mean to us and possibly to the association as well. Um, there also definitely e-commerce has the, the channel has been accelerated by the COVID and it's here to stay. So also looking into 
how we on on first of all how we can make sure that we we are there and we are actually serving the consumers and patients where they are which is digital but at the same time how can we support the pharmacies the brick and mortar which we still believe are the primary partners of ours um, in Europe so I think this is one of those challenges that we we will be discussing discussing in the session the second one will look into the regulatory framework and lessons learned from the COVID. First of all, we have seen a lot of flexibilities, which we hope will, is here to stay, because to be honest, uh, as we see, we go from one crisis to the other. So flexibility, agility is those things that we definitely think should be the, the goal of the, any regulation. As you know, we are waiting for the, let's say, for a proposal of the reopening of the pharma legislation. This is really important to us, and we think there are a lot of opportunities to improve the current framework, uh, to, to make it better for, the, let's say, for future crises, but in general for future products. We also want to have a better recognition of innovation and beyond product innovation. So, of course, switch is, is one of those most exciting things that happens in our industry. But we also know that with the green agenda, more and more we will be looking into how to have the products that are more sustainable, be it in the packaging, be it in the formulation of the products. So we also want to discuss how we can better support industry with the simplification of the regulation or, or any other incentives so that we are encouraged to think about sustainability of the self-care products in, in the first hand. And of course, beyond medicines, I mean, we will talk about innovation in medical devices sphere as well, because we have we see this as a potentially a, a growing important category within the portfolios. And there are a lot of opportunities there to make sure that we can bring those solutions to the people that, uh, that need them. Uh, then environment and sustainability topic. This is very, very important, uh, in particular in Europe. And of course, I mean, thinking about the environment, it sort of um, was a topic even before COVID. And I think with the COVID sort of with no one traveling, no one flying, we realized how much less noise, how much less, uh, how much greener everything looked like. So I think definitely this is an accelerating trend, which we also see that consumers are buying greener products. So we will look into also regulation, which is upcoming, and how we can make sure that while we do our best, it doesn't also hit us on the head, because some of the some of the let's say ambitions uh, and the speed of this whole change is is quite difficult to handle. Uh, on different types of products. So definitely it's a different speed. So we see definitely on the food uh, supplement category that this is, uh, this is going much faster than on the medicines and medical devices. But we want to have that discussion early on and see where, where we can land and what, what would be that we can do today proactively and also that any kind of guidance or any kind of standards that would be coming on the environment are achievable because I think the worst what could happen is that you set up a standard for example for health claims which no one can meet then it doesn't serve the purpose you are basically banning the whole thing and I think the consumers want to know if the products are, are, are green or not so I think this is sort of the, the objective of the session and finally we will talk about advertising so in particular for medicines well for medical devices and food supplements you can advertise generally food and, and medical devices, but for medicines in Europe, uh, non-prescription medicines are the only pro the only pharma products that can be advertised. 
And we believe that this is a very important, um, actually, health literacy form, because if people do not know about condition that can be self-managed, it's difficult to expect that they will self-care. So I think we want to talk about this sort of um, unnoticed uh, or unrecognized value of the advertising to the to the health literacy, but as well in general to the to the health systems. Uh, and being in Spain, we will definitely talk about the system that they have, and uh, with the agreement with the health authorities, which we think is one of those that uh, could uh, actually be followed across uh, across the other countries. So this is in brief what's uh, what's the plan for the for the day. Well, it sounds great. Yeah, I mean, as usual, you're covering all of the kind of major, uh, not just trends, but I think discussion points. That's I think why the um, well, and the regulatory meetings, but the annual meetings are so important because I think they're a good snapshot of, of what industry is thinking about at any one time, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And I think we want to, honestly, we want to be proactive, for example, on the environment for sure, because we we see the tendency sometimes with the, with the regulation that um, they are trying to, 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 to put things right without talking to the industry. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, if, if we don't agree, uh, that will be very difficult to achieve. And also we want to avoid unintended consequences where you set the bar so high that Europe becomes uh, not competitive anymore. Mm. So I think these are the conversations that we definitely have to have, even if they're not the most easy ones. And will you, I mean, one of the things that I've always uh, noticed about the meetings is you try and have um, some regulators or representatives of, you know, the relevant regulators there. Will you also be... Uh, managing to get some of those uh, busy individuals from those um, from those departments there as well this year. Yes, we will manage. I cannot guarantee that they will be there in person. That's that's the difference. I think uh, definitely, like ourselves as well, we start appreciating sort of the travel to another country. Mm-hmm. It has to be a very good reason. So I'm not saying that the ASCP event is not a good reason. But we see that on the regulator side, etc., that they are much more uh, conscious. And not necessarily they will be traveling uh, to the conferences of this kind in the future. So I think we already have Spanish authorities will be there in person. But for the other authorities, uh, I think we will have to accept that they will be dialing in. But that doesn't mean that it will not work because we have been doing uh, virtual events for for two years and a half. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we can still do some kind of blended stuff, can't we? So that's a good experience. Exactly. Exactly. I think the technology is there and we have already tried and, and tested and it's, it should be fine. Excellent. Well, it sounds great. And, uh, and obviously, HPW will be there. And... Uh, and we Thank really, you for that. We really, we really appreciate your, your, your coverage of the events. Yeah, well, we love going. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to it very much. And uh, thank you for taking the time to just uh, give that overview. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks for listening to HPW's Over the Counter podcast. Please follow this and other farmer intelligence podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and TuneIn. And don't forget to check out the HBW Insight website, hbw.farmerintelligence.informa.com, where you can find the podcast as well as insight and intelligence on the global cosmetics, OTC medicines and dietary supplements markets. See you next time.